0: Welcome to Schooled by Cinema. This is the film class you won't want to sleep through. This season, we are discussing screenwriting. And for this episode, I am very excited to discuss Patrick Marber's Closer with Jamila Brown. Hello. Hi. I'm so excited (laughs) to have you on here. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. This is this is a great movie to discuss in regards to screenwriting because it has it was originally a play and then it turned into a movie. So it's Uh like a great way to discuss how that transfer happens. Um, (laughs) So I'm excited about that.
1: I know. Yeah, this is this is a great film. I actually saw it not too long ago for the first time, and oh really? I was just like, yeah, <laughs> interesting. I was just like, this is fantastic. <laughs> um, I feel like
0: I feel like it's kind of become more of a meme than people than people than the actual movie. People actually remembering the movie. I think people remember yeah. like snippets of the screen, the the play. I'm sorry, the whatever the writing and like the images uh-huh. that go with it versus the actual everything that's happening in the movie.
1: Right, no, I remember. I just seen like images online on like Tumblr and Twitter and stuff. Yeah, and, Natalie, and she's in that pink wig, and I'm like, yes. this looks, this looks kind of um, like we're glorifying something. Yeah, and apparently, like, it's been referenced by a lot of songs at the yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So,
0: yeah, Panic at the Disco. They have that the yeah. whole like that whole <laughs> album is like uh, phrases from this movie.
1: Uh huh, which I think it's interesting because they they reference the female characters' uh uh words, uh, their dialogue. Um, yes, <laughs> which I think is interesting. because yeah. they're they're um guys. Um,
0: it, it is, but I think yeah, I think the female dialogue is extremely compelling in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. but, but we'll get to that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in by asking you, what does screenwriting mean to you?
1: oh that's a hard one <laughs> i mean i mean it's it's kind of like the blueprint for for yep. a film you know it's so important and i especially i love dialogue heavy films you know mm-hmm. i love uh you know like link before trilogy
0: like mm-hmm. my dinner
1: with andre i love that kind of like rat-a-tat um dialogue and where people just monologue forever and they're just saying things and it's it is they're just in one location and it's i don't know it's just transformative um so yeah this this movie was made for me personally
0: (laughs) i love that It, it, it i i like the idea of a screen uh a screenplay being the blueprint but i also like that you bring up the idea of dialogue because i feel like that's something as we become like a really visual heavy society that dialogue is getting a little bit lost in the mix a little bit and so I love I'm also with you I grew up watching like old movies and stuff so I love that idea of like the rat-a-tat dialogue of people jumping you know bouncing off each other it's so important.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah and I feel like I feel like uh, there's been like a lot of criticism that I feel like we're getting like uh, the opposite of lately where Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, style over substance. And I feel like Mm -hmm. it's mostly pertaining to like visual aspects, but nobody talks about, you know, how important, like uh, these dialogue, these kind of, I won't won't say quirky, but, you know, (laughs) they are kind of quirky, kind of. Kind of Sorkin esque. Uh, how I, I just love <laughs> yeah. that,
0: you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. But I think that when you talk about quirky dialogue, I love that idea because I feel like when we talk in our brains, that sometimes is what it sounds like. So it, uh-huh. it feels like when you put it on the page, it's like you hear someone's internal monologue being spouted out loud.
1: I feel like it's what we want to sound like. Like yes. I don't want to hear. Uh, People talk how we talk. Like, I'm watching a film. <laughs> so I want to escape. I want to see people talk the way yes. the writers want them to talk. And this yeah. is a film that is for writers. Like, it specifically yes. calls out writers. It so, really yeah, does. It.
0: it absolutely <laughs> does. So, what is your? So, you just said you saw the movie
1: recently. Did you have you mm-hmm. read the play? Or are you familiar with it? Yes. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh my God, that movie's so good. And then I watched it immediately after. And I was like, I need to know all about this play. Like I need to uh-huh. know everything about this. I think I read somewhere that Clive Owen was in um, uh, one of the original productions. So mm-hmm. I was just like, let me, I need to find out about this Patrick Warbur, <laughs> what is going on? And so I bought the play cause I wanted to see what the differences were. And um, so he adapted it. Um, yes who's the screenwriter for this, uh, which I think is great. Um, And I I don't know, there's like minute changes. Um, I feel like everybody knows that in the end, Natalie Portman's character dies, which Mm -hmm. seems kind of like, I'm still not sure about that decision. It's like, oh, okay. And this is such a, it's a serious play. I mean, a serious film, but it's uh, it's really fun. It's weird, it's kind of like, You could pair it with like a more serious, like domestic drama about relationships, like Before Midnight. But yeah, like a Todd Haynes it has film has a different gonna, like, tone. Really great with Yeah, that.
0: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, so for her character to just be like, she just gets hit by a car when yeah. she goes back to um, I don't know, does she go to America in the plane. Yeah, she goes know. back to New York, I think. Okay. Cause in the play, she is, they're all English. And so oh, they made that change. Interesting. Um, I feel like they were trying to appeal to a wider audience cause uh, they uh-huh. were deciding between a lot of uh, non-American actresses. I think uh, Kate Blanchett was supposed mm-hmm. to be uh, Julia and she was pregnant. And then they uh, were thinking about Nicole Kidman and, Oh okay. some reason they related on her. Um, which at the time uh, when I first watched this, I was like, I'm not sure if I'm feeling her performance. It felt kind of phoned in, but um he watched it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, no, because she's just kind of like done with everything. She's like the divorce age, she's just like I'm just yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, I I totally understand that. I was like that too. I was not really into Julia Roberts' performance when I first saw it. The last time I watched it, I was a little bit more attuned with her because she's kind of she's supposed to be very closed off because she's kind of being. Bombarded a little bit by like all this feeling coming from these male counterparts and stuff like that, so it's like she's mm-hmm. building these walls against all these emotions. At least for me, that's what I feel.
1: Yeah, yeah, I feel that too. Right. Like it's serviceable. I definitely think the standouts are Clive Owen and and Natalie Portman. Um. Me too. I feel <laughs> the exact same way. Yeah. Absolutely. I actually think they, Jude Law is good too, but he's yet his character is so annoying. I can't yeah. <laughs> no, it, that's absolutely true. He is
0: playing um the most annoying of the characters. Even though mm-hmm. I feel like Clive Owen's character is supposed to be more annoying, but he's yes. actually like he's very, I don't want to say likable, but like you kind of get because he's all of his everything's at the surface with him it's just he Uh lays it all out there for you and you kind of appreciate that a little bit while jude law is like kind of like skulking and hiding and he can't make up his own mind and that's more annoying (laughs) (laughs) no
1: like he's he gives incel vibes and
0: (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah, i feel that for sure so
1: so good he's just like in another league compared to the other two the other four, yeah, uh or three. And um I think part <laughs> of it is because he uh you know did the play so many times and he actually yeah. did the role of Dan. So he it's like I feel in the film he's just like zeroed in on Dan. He's like, I understand yeah. who this guy is and it works because he really does understand, the actor really does understand him because he played him.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So to give a little bit of context on this film, it was uh, of course, it's written by Patrick Marber. Um, He wrote this so i listened to a few interviews with him and he wrote this the so he actually went to a strip club in atlanta and he wrote the strip club scene first that's the first part he wrote about this oh really from this play yeah exactly (laughs) i thought that was so funny that that was like the first one he wrote that that scene is like extremely powerful yes (laughs) it is iconic it is definitely iconic but that's so I find it fascinating that that's where he started from and he worked backwards from there. Um, uh-huh. And he also used to be a stand-up comedian, which I think kind yeah. of plays into the humor of this of this movie and play. He does a lot of, like, wordplay and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I totally see that. Yeah, he... Um,
0: so I, I love that, and I like... He also said... It's a, a play about love. It's about people who, and I, or at least I think it's a play about love. And then he said the people who don't like it, I think it's a play about manipulation.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I, I agree with, it's a play about love. It's just, it's not yeah. the pretty parts of it, you know, <laughs> it's no, not it's the whole parts
0: of it. <laughs> no, absolutely not. It is, it is like it almost an anti-rom-com.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I was talking about this um another uh-huh. podcast. I was talking about like I love rom-coms and I love romances. Yeah. I love like, you know, straight romances, but I also love like unromances. Like I love, you yeah. know, oh, how did these people fall out of love? I love seeing that. I don't know, it just interests me. Like um what Blue Valentine. Yeah. And um <laughs> and this film and Because it's um, very
0: realistic because I feel like people th- there is, there's a reason rom-coms always end at the beginning. Uh-huh. And because
1: oh. they... <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of it that
0: way. <laughs> <laughs> at least that's what I kind of is A lot of the rom-coms, it's like all the go-between before they actually get together, and then they get together, and then the movie ends, and then you not get to see afterwards. And like oh this, a movie like this is, you know, everything that would happen after the meet-cute.
1: Right. Right, yeah, yeah, cause like even when he, um, when Alice, who's actually Jane, introduces herself, it just cuts right to him Mm -hmm. and he's getting photographed by um, Anna and it's just like, oh, okay, I guess they're in a relationship now, but he's actually pining for this other person. It's just, they keep cutting back in between, like we never get to see them in the full flush of love. It's just like, <laughs> What's it's gonna happen next. Like
0: <laughs> exactly. It's all the exclamation points in these people's relationships of like these big moments. We don't get to see the day-to-day. We don't get to see actually how they love each other. Um, mm-hmm. it's all about them like being more entangled with each other.
1: Yeah. Which is fun. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And
0: it leads to some amazing scenes. Like I love this movie is like very it's very, like, every part of the movie is intentional. And so you get to see how how these people are getting more intertwined with each other and breaking up with each other. And how, how this push and pull is constantly happening between this relationship of these four people. Yeah. Yeah. Have you um? Have you so you haven't seen this play? Um, are you? Do you go to the theater? Do you like going to plays?
1: I used to work at a theater, and oh really, mostly, that's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> I was like a usher. Um, oh, cool. uh, which was fun. It was for like yeah. a short time, um, quite a few years ago. Um, and they mostly put on musicals there, so I didn't get to see okay. a lot of plays, but. I feel like the plays that I've been exposed to are, you know, adapted mm-hmm. films that used to be plays. You know, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it'd be like the Glen Gary, uh, Glenn Ross, and um, you know all the Sorkin films. So yeah, I, I haven't seen many stage plays. Have you? I've seen a few. I used to um,
0: work in not work, but I would like volunteer in the summer with this like Shakespeare troupe in my town and they would put on a different Shakespeare play every summer and so I would do like the 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 set design and all that kind of stuff or like you know painting like nothing nothing too cool it's not um but I absolutely love plays like I think they're so fun the thing is it's just like I'm not in an area where there is a ton of plays I would just have to go really far that's the problem right
1: right yeah So I guess I'll just stick with movies. (laughs) (laughs) At least for right now. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, (laughs) do you
0: have like a favorite scene in the in this movie?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Oh my God.
0: (laughs) Um, There's a lot of good ones. That's the hard thing, is like I had to pick like a top three because there's so many. Okay. Well, you go first and I'll think. Okay. So, I I mean, obviously, people always think of the strip club scene as being, as as it's very memorable, as we were discussing and everything like that. But I like the scene in the art exhibition, where it's the two Mm -hmm. opposite couples talking to each other. I just love that scene so much, because it's like the first interaction between Clive Owen and Natalie Portman. And they are like, have so much, like, I wouldn't even say like sexual chemistry, but they just have like a great way of talking with each other like they just have this great chemistry and i think that adds to them being the highlights of the of the movie for sure and then you also have julia roberts and jude law like discussing and kind of being like uh like you oh yeah she's telling him that um that he accidentally set them up because that they that's after they met at the aquarium and all that stuff like that. And so I, I just love the two opposite couples interacting in the same space. I think that's maybe the only time we get to see them.
1: Right. You're, you're right. Um, and th- now I just thought about it. I love yeah. the scene um, where Julie Roberts, Anna tells uh, Larry that she's leaving him.
0: Yeah.
1: I love that whole entire scene. Um, and then I, I guess it also is juxtaposed with, uh, Dan doing the same with Alice. Yes. Um, <laughs> I love so, so many, I think, uh, some of the dialogue from that is in one of these songs or whatever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, t- tastes like you but sweeter, something like that. yeah <laughs>
0: Exactly. I I wrote um, down in that breakup scene like uh he she says, uh why does this sex mean so much to you and he says because I'm a fucking caveman. Yes. <laughs> it, I love I love that. I think that because he's laying it all out there. He's saying like this is just who I am. I'm at this base level. Yeah, he's so self-aware. He's like I'm a piece of crap, and yeah. you know that. <laughs> um and, and, yeah exactly and she's kind of and it's so interesting because i don't think i've ever seen you've ever seen julia roberts talk about sex this frankly and so it's like a, a very different side of her even though of course she was a pretty woman which is about a sex worker but all of that is like very romanticized
1: right 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 yeah um i read that she and and, and allie portman got on really well uh together. Uh-huh. They made, <laughs> have you read this they made necklaces No, I didn't. C U N T. She (laughs) gave that to Julia. And then Julia Roberts gave her one that said, Lil C U N (laughs) T. (laughs) <laughs> that's so funny because they do bring up the size
0: difference in the in uh-huh. that scene also because she, Natalie Portman's like obviously very tiny I think she's like five foot tall she's like a super tiny person right. and Julia Roberts I think is a little bit taller for like an actress I think she's like five seven or something so in just comparison they're, they're just very different
1: right yeah so I really like that whole entire scene yeah. Um, of course I just think uh the scene um uh, where Dan's messaging him in in the chat room. Yes. Um, it's kind of amazing. And it's it's especially amazing when you read about how they how they uh uh figured out how to do that on stage. Um yeah. Which is interesting. And so they didn't really have to do anything clever with that uh cuz they you could just show um the monitor and stuff. But um, yeah it's really funny to read Uh, to read that uh, when you read the play
0: yeah i have i have this quote from patrick he was talking about um uh when when the play for it was first presented in may 97 we got the to the internet scene i say two-thirds of the audience had no idea what they were watching they had no comprehension just why are Um, we reading rude things on a screen what are they typing what's going on and they watched in fascinated appalled silence no laughs then the reviews came out and it was time and it was at a time I was very conscious and the critics helped the play. The critics wrote reviews saying and there's this very funny scene said on the internet. Then audiences started laughing, started laughing for some reason. Not because they'd all read the views, but it just became permissible that this might be a funny scene. But at first it was very
1: haunting and disturbing. Quite
0: good. I liked it a lot.
1: Interesting. So audiences were like, I don't know if I'm allowed to laugh. Yes, I'm exactly. Lying. I think like this is my liar. Oh <laughs> Because this was obviously
0: written in like the mid 90s or like, you know, late 90s. And that was when all this was kind of starting um, mm-hmm. the idea of an internet chat room. And like, I, I remember just like hearing, you know, horror stories or even going in myself. I mean, I've obviously never anything like that, but right. it, <laughs> it became like this way people could start hiding their identity. And that's kind of like the start of the dark web.
1: Right, like even in this, like, so this movie came out in like 2000, right? So I mean, obviously the internet is not to the degree it is now, but still like Mm -hmm. the way that they talk about, that's one, one, not really an issue, but I'm just like, this is kind of funny. He's just like, oh, are you still messing around on the net? Like it's this like (laughs) esoteric place. I'm like, yeah, like he probably has email and so (laughs) do you. You're a doctor. What are you talking about?
0: (laughs) Oh, I, I don't know.
1: No, that's that's so funny because i love movies like this
0: that kind of show how fast our technology has changed Mm -hmm. like stuff like this or like you've got mail like it's another one where i just love this i I mean it's like what 20 years ago but at this point it seems ridiculous that people would actually do that
1: yeah yeah, so that's one, one uh, issue I have of like adapting. And then also uh-huh. just um, just the way that they talk uh, at times is very English. And yes. it's weird to hear it come out of Natalie Portman <laughs> and especially Julie Roberts. There's this part, yes. I actually love the dialogue. She's just like, oh, what is this love? I can't yes. see it, I can't feel it. All, yes. I, all I see are easy words. I, w- I, I can't imagine, like, an American woman saying that. <laughs> They're just easy words. Like, yes, oh, there yeah, is that, that so... distinct. <laughs> yes.
0: There is this very different way that British people talk versus American people talk, even though we both speak English. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's very, like, the way they speak is more mannered. And I feel like Natalie Portman has a better grasp on it. She for her thing, does. yeah yeah i think her because her performance is like so heightened because she is like so extreme this whole time it it,
1: it fits the the dialogue a little bit better mm-hmm. yeah and maybe because uh julia still has that kind of like country playing too yeah exactly
0: exactly Ju i think she's just she's just not quite there when it comes to the dialogue um but i think she does pull off like the scenes you were talking about where she's breaking up with clive owen like i feel like Mm -hmm. that's a part where she really brings some of that star power that she has um to it so i want to discuss a little bit about natalie portman's character because i think she's kind of like the key to this whole movie um because she is obviously hiding her identity the whole movie but she's very blatantly telling people that that's not her
1: right the whole
0: movie
1: yeah no i was just thinking about this i was gonna write a review and i was like yeah he is the story like yeah she's not my favorite you know performer in the film but she's great in the film but she is the story and it's about her i mean the film starts with her and then ends with her.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I feel like she's kind of like, like, uh, like all of them are just kind of really messed up. And she's, yeah. and they're older, and you can kind of tell that she's younger and she's mm-hmm. just being kind of used by these people. Yes. <laughs> and she's been used her whole life. And she yeah. got used by Dan. He was, he was, he made her the story and his story. Yep. And, and I love that she has enough sense to like reclaim, you know, like say, oh, I'm I'm done with you now. I'm tired yes. of this. You know, at the end she's like, you know, you keep pestering me about whether I slept with this guy, even though mm-hmm. you were with his wife, like yes. I'm done with this now. And then she just leaves. She's just like, I'm done. Yes. I, I think that's cool for her character. Cause she's kind of, she's kind of, you know, the whole, manic pixie dream girl yeah (laughs) i know she played that in garden state too so Uh i feel like it's it's more of a self-aware version of this
0: it is it's a more it's a more a grounded version of it it's like less manic and more like straightforward but she still is that dream girl because everyone is like using her And she's trying and because you know, Jude Law's character writes the book about her and uses her. Um uh Julia Roberts, she uses her to get a good picture and ends up being like this great part of her exhibition. And then Clive Owen uses her to get back at Julia Roberts' character and Jude Law gets back at them both. So she's just like this person who's constantly being used, but she doesn't really seem to take any issue with it i think she's yeah. just okay she's, put on this side. she's literally yeah.
1: been like i'm i'm not jane jones anymore i'm yeah alice ayers yeah and you guys can't even see my passport like yeah. you don't know who i am really uh for all we know she did, wasn't even stripping in new york you know yeah. like <laughs> i'm just gonna be this person now absolutely you get this feeling that she went to
0: Lund- England to create this whole new identity, and that's what she did, and mm-hmm. she was able to uh, play the game with these older people and, you know, it have a life experience that I feel like she right. maybe couldn't have had in New York.
1: Right. I also want to talk about her look in the beginning. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. It also reminded me about uh, Tony Collette and um, about a boy. Yeah, like, That's just like a a look. <laughs>
0: <You know? laughs> and At that time, had it very. So much many was.
1: looks in this yes. film? Like only she could do that because she's so gorgeous. Just like yes. oh, I got short hair and I blonde and I got a yeah. pink wig and. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, I think the like costume
0: and production design is so fantastic in this movie and it also leans into the smallness of the play it's based off of because all this all the pretty much everything in the movie like all the places except for when the first scene and the last scene or takes place inside and like tight places like the aquarium the office the 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 Jude Law's apartment space. It's, like, all these tight, small places, which makes the world seem more insular.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's domestic. I also wanted to talk about, you said earlier um, Clive Owen and Natalie's characters, they had, like, a sort of bond, a sort of connection. Yeah. And, um, I wanted to bring up, like, one criticism of this movie. Of course. A lot of people feel like it's oh it's just a a petty play about uh these bourgeois people Mm -hmm. well like in the play like in the beginning it actually like says who these people and where they're from and they kind of make reference to it in the film so like they're both working class like they came from working class backgrounds and jude law's character came from the suburbs Mm -hmm. billy roberts character came from like I guess in the play she came from like the english countryside so she's mm-hmm. kind of like upper middle class i guess so i feel like that kind of works into uh their dynamic too and how they interact. absolutely yeah and
0: then and this was a time when this was very prevalent be i mean at least in england i get very like danny boyle vibes from this movie Uh also um it you know mike nichols is kind of known for doing these like slice of life english films i I haven't seen a ton of his work but i have seen a few and i always wanted to check out more i just feel like i have to be in like a very specific mood to watch those kinds of movies oh really why's that there's just something like a very I don't want to say sad, but there's like something very somber sometimes about it. And I just don't want that affecting my mood because I'm very like mood driven. So it's like I personally have to be like, OK, I'm OK to
1: watch this right now. Yeah, no, I get that. Have you yeah. seen uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? I haven't. OK, that's kind of similar think. to this. OK, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah based on the play, obviously, that's a, that's yeah. a good
0: recommendation. And I'll, I'll definitely have to check that out. And that's more like um, I I feel like that's something I could definitely just watch anytime because it's very like very similar to this where it's like people you know being in a relationship discussing their relationship which uh, I I always love that.
1: (laughs) I guess I like him too for Uh the same reason why you think uh, like uh, you said Patrick uh, Marbury is uh, a comedian right? Well like Uh Mike Nichols has that background as well and I yeah. feel like it's the fact that there's comedy in these mm-hmm. uh, domestic, uh, you know, films that makes it way more fun to me, you know? It's, yeah. it's it's lighter. It's like they're talking about infidelity and stuff, but it's just kind of silly. And I, I don't know, it just makes it easier for me than like a straight kind of, uh, you know, um, American beauty sort of yes. film. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. There's like a deep heaviness to something like American beauty, where there is no levity. Um, Patrick Marborough said he wrote uh, this. I wanted to say the deception of lying and the comedy of lying and the awfulness of truth of being truthful how to explore explore the art of lying in a comedic way Um, he he obviously uh, this feels very much like a modern Shakespeare play with all like the people talking and you know the man pretending to be a woman online like this feels very Uh pulled from something like that
1: I feel I feel also it kind of feels like a like almost like a Greek like yes. tragic comedy. <laughs> uh-huh, <laughs> because like absolutely. even in the play, in the original play, they actually meet Dr. Larry uh when they meet up at the hospital. So there's oh, this kind of like serendipitous I I thing. Uh-huh. Um, maybe they thought it would be too contrived for film watchers, but I, I, I love like, that. Yeah, I feel
0: like somewhere I read that they had Okay, don't quote me on this, but it's this mm-hmm. in the rattling in the back of my brain, that they had filmed a scene where that happened, but they decided mm-hmm. they didn't like it. So they, you know, scrapped that part and just went to, the, just them meeting.
1: Yeah, no, I I loved it because it's it kind of makes it feel like, like their lives are interchangeable. Where yeah. Destined to meet each other and have all these petty little conflicts with each other. Yes. Uh, I don't know. There is something it, kind it of also theatrical
0: to this idea and deep about that. of being like. Yes, it, it it builds into this idea that even though you're in a giant city, it's still really small.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, of being
0: in some place like London, like because you're li- you're so entangled in each other's lives just by being so in such close proximity that you know you somehow realize you've known someone all along.
1: Right, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going, uh, I was gonna say so. Uh, the um, so a part of this play is that it came from this time as we were kind of talking about uh, the 90s and where it came from. It was these plays called and these playwriters, and they get got this um pet, or like I guess I don't want to say it's kind of classification of being called in your face theater. Um, Mm -hmm. And I love how they to write it because they're British. So it's I N Y E R face theater. So in your Uh face, (laughs) (laughs) because it was just like this very realistic portrayal of people and um, their experiences and their relationships at Mm. the time in, in England.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I didn't read about that. But I'd be, um, I'd be curious, so, like, what are other uh, playwrights you would be? Yeah, so they said
0: um, Sarah Kane, uh, Mark Ravenhill, Anthony Nielsen, and Jez Butterworth. Jez Butterworth sounds familiar. I feel like he might have written a movie or something, because that name sounds really familiar. Oh, okay. There's this really cool thing that I found online. I'll have to send it to you, and I'll maybe I'll have to post it. But... Um, It's like this behind the scenes pamphlet that they did for one of the uh, productions of the play by the Donmar Playhouse. And it had um, details all about the play and where it came from and the experience of the actors um, working on it. It was really interesting. Um, And it also was a production where Rufus Sewell was playing uh, the Clive Owen character. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I would like that. Yeah, I, I I love Rufus Sewell. He's like one of my favorite actors. Um oh, so no. I could totally see him playing the Clive Owen part.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um I was kind of reading about a lot of the productions. I know uh-huh. Natasha Richardson was in yes. one. Yeah. Um Maggie Gyllenhaal was one in one in uh California. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, so Obviously, I guess she played the Alice Ayers character. Yeah. Mm, that makes sense. That makes, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, <turn> yeah. Vibe. <laughs> <laughs> totally.
0: Totally. Uh, I read this review from the New York Times about uh, the production that Natasha Richardson was in. Mm-hmm. And the, he didn't really like the play. He was one of the few people who didn't like it. Um, mm-hmm. And he wrote, This is not subtle stuff. But because Closer is so tightly wound, and because Mr. Marber's dialogue has such rhythmic insistence, you can imagine the play hypnotizing you under the right circumstances. So I feel like he really didn't like the people (laughs) performing in the play, but he did like the
1: play. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Which, well, i don't know is they, there a pro shot of it i would be so interested to watch that
0: oh it there was a few so there is um the interview I'll, I'll, i'm gonna send you all this stuff because it's very interesting one of this one what one of the interviews i listened to was this thing called theater talk it's very very 90s like uh-huh. <laughs> uh like small independent new show that does this thing and um they had a few snippets from the play and it was really interesting and then you can also find little uh, I I watched a few online
1: um from different yeah I've seen little snippets and stuff. Um, yeah, I would love to watch like a full version though. But yeah, yeah it is very it is very nineties this movie because I like, guess yes, the play is very nineties. And I was I was watching I was just like yeah this is totally my vibe. This is totally, <laughs> you know, Reservoir dog. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is me um so yeah I I love that
0: yeah and so this was something so I first saw this movie I think my freshman year of college because it came out in 2004 um and my freshman year was oh five and it was like one of those first movies I saw being like wow this is like a real movie like quote unquote real movie like this is like an adult movie (laughs) like so in your face and I remember my my one of my friends on my floor she was obsessed with that damien rice song that plays at the beginning the blower's daughter i love song. yeah (laughs) huh you you didn't like it it's just so it's something that i've heard so many times that i can't not think of like being in this place and time where i was in college okay it's a beautiful song but it's just it's so uh sorrowful and so intense
1: and it just automatically
0: brings me back to this movie (laughs) oh is that a bad thing (laughs) not no no no, not a bad thing but it's just like it very much just reminds me of this this whole time that when i first saw the movie yeah i'm sorry about coughing no (laughs) no worries it happens no problem let me get it out
1: um okay yes of course (laughs) (laughs) um yeah that would have been great if I saw this when I was younger but then also I feel like if I saw this when I was younger if I listened to a lot of panic at the Uh disco it would have made me think this movie kind of sucked so I don't know
0: (laughs) I think that that's a very I feel like the dialogue in this movie feels so so it's very much tied now to this popular culture that it Mm -hmm. sometimes feels a little bit cheesy yeah if you aren't listening to it in the full or watching it in the full context of the movie or something
1: right because it is for all you know yes older films right it's like oh yes. this is so passe but <laughs> like it wasn't
0: then so <laughs> yeah and i think it just ties to like the idea of this being an extremely 90s play Uh huh. and it is kind of amazing that it came out in 2004 and it was still they were still able to pull off a lot of the details especially like the internet scene uh-huh. chat room scene it's just because even at that point we had my, moved so so much in technology
1: right yeah i even like i even like these little details like um like when he goes to uh larry's private practice mm-hmm. and he's like oh i want i want to get back together with her and he's sitting in the waiting room and you could see just above him there's a little aquarium yes <laughs> Like, oh, that's clever. I There's that. a
0: lot <laughs> of little details. Yeah. It it definitely rewards watching multiple times because you can pull from the dialogue or the, the little, like you said, the aquarium is a great detail that if you look a little bit closer, ha, 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 you see. Awesome. <laughs>
1: yeah. You, you see the yeah. details. But at the same time, I like just listening to this film like I'll just be yeah. doing this.
0: <laughs> it has that it's kind of very,
1: dope. very uh,
0: rhythmic way of talking and it's just very entrancing.
1: Yeah, it's like a musicality, which is yes. why I can understand why so many bands were inspired. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So it's,
0: this movie is very much about the entanglement, intimacy of these people so do you find i i mean i personally find this movie to be extremely unsexy about for a movie so heavily about sex and has it such
1: at the forefront oh no (laughs) no i no i mean i'm not like titillated throughout yes yeah I do find it sexy. <laughs> okay, no, I love that. I
0: love here I, I am all about differing opinions, so hit hit me with it. I personally find it to be very like clinical in its discussion
1: of sex. Uh-huh. I mean it but it for sure is that's interesting. There's this part uh when he's getting photographed by uh Julie Roberts and he's uh-huh. asking her about the book and she's like uh what does she say? Um and and I just feel like it summarizes the film. He's like, "Oh, did you think it was obscene?" And she was like, "No, it was it was real. It was about love, and it was mm-hmm. so." I don't know. I like that it's kind of real. It doesn't kind of make everything look beautiful and pleasant. Absolutely, <laughs> I, I I think that that is
0: an important way to portray relationships. Absolutely, I I just feel like there yeah. is like also in the strip club scene when um clive owen yells uh what do i have to do to get any intimacy around here and and I feel like that's yeah. one of the theses of the of the play
1: yeah yeah i don't know maybe it's just i think clive owen's so attractive i don't know <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey, I am with you. I think this is also a great example of how Clive Owen is a great actor. And it's kind of a bummer that he kind of got pushed into. Although, like, you know, some of his action movies and stuff are super fun. But, like, this and Children of Men came out around the Mm -hmm. same time, which is also one of my favorite movies. Like, just, he's just amazing at pulling off these characters that are kind of like gruff but you know that there's layers underneath
1: he's like like an intelligent himbo like we love him. <laughs> <laughs> i love that i love that yeah that that is his
0: thing and i love the the jude law is playing into his kind of because he's kind of a mopey sad boy yeah. in this movie uh-huh he's playing into that he's at this point where he hasn't quite lost his hair because like i feel like once yes. he kind of loses his hair and like ages a little bit he's way better at being like a character actor and in this mode he's like it's like this and the holiday and stuff like that where he's very much like the yeah his
1: character that. in the holiday was a no for me <laughs> <laughs>
0: you like it
1: Oh, no, I like Jack Black's character way more. Um, uh, that's true.
0: That's true. I, I I like the I like the whole part where he's with the kids and stuff.
1: I find that very cute. That was cute, Mr. Napkinhead. Um, yes, Mr. Napkinhead. He's a great character actor, but I do think Hollywood just decided, oh, he looks good. He has to be in everything. Yes. And yes. it's like, no, he can be in some things. Like, yeah. he's really good at playing himself you know what I, mean? <laughs> I, I love that no, that's I, so true he is good at playing watch, himself sounds like a knock against him but like playing, no. like I don't know his type I guess um mm-hmm. he was really good in AI too I like that <laughs> I, okay so that's
0: a movie I have not seen that in a really long time but I remember watching it when I was too young to like literally grasp anything yeah. that was <laughs> dealing with and, but but he is very good at that time for playing these kind of very pretty boys who uh-huh. are kind of like getting away with, you know, everything because they're so pretty.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think he's good in this. I just. I oh, yeah. and his
0: character. <laughs> oh, th- that's I think that's kind of the point. You're not supposed oh, to. Well, and there's this
1: character. one change in the, uh, yeah. the play that I thought was interesting. I actually just reread it and I read it today and I forgot it. After he slaps her. Mm-hmm. it just cuts in the film in the play she says don't you have an original thought have you ever had an original thought in your mind because <laughs> she literally tells him oh yes hit me hit me, hit me. and he yeah her. she's like really you're gonna hit me and i thought it was interesting that they changed that it.
0: is fascinating i love that i wish that they had left that in the movie that's right. a great because i think that that's kind of what he's all about he, he's not original and yeah. that's why he's writing obituaries at the beginning, and he steals her life to write a book, and um, and then he's like, "I've used her, so I want to move on to Julia
1: Roberts." Yeah, and he's the writer character. So. Yep.
0: <laughs> so, do you think Patrick is uh, Marber is identifying more with him or more with the Clive Owen character?
1: That's so interesting. I watched this interview of him.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I, uh huh. I don't know, I found him really cagey when he talks about this. Um, so, I don't That's know. Totally he's, he, says, he said that um, this interviewer was like, so all these characters are assholes, right? And he was like, no, I love my characters. I think they're yes. they're all awesome people. I'm like, what?
0: So, oh my God. so I wrote that down too. He, he said it's a play about four nice people who behave badly. And I don't find that
1: true at all. Yeah, I don't find that true at all. I think there's degrees of niceness that yes. these people have. Um, I feel the most for uh for uh Natalie Portman's character. Yeah. And I like Larry the Doctor's openness about who yeah. he is. I wouldn't say he's nice, but you know, at least he is who he is. Uh yeah. Julie Roberts is just kind of like there. Like I think even <laughs> Glory the Doctor's like, she's depressed. She doesn't know what she's doing. <laughs> Absolutely. And then um, Jude Law, it's just, he sucks. But he presents himself as a good yep. person. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. See, I, I, I love the idea of characters not having to be good like mm-hmm. uh, like good people i guess i should say for sure because that's that's how humanity is none of, n- no one is 100 good or bad or you know whatever and i think th- i i like how you say hey patrick was cagey about the description and how he talked about this play because i feel like he doesn't want to admit that these that this is you know something that came from in him and like the people he knows like i well, feel like he sure. kind of wants to yeah. distance, distance himself and not relate to these characters even though
1: obviously he does right i mean sometimes that's the way to go you know like yes. uh david lynch is very cagey about yeah. uh, his inspirations like it's fine i can respect that um uh, yes. especially because it, it it leaves it open for for the viewer to yes. To see themselves or, or or take things away from um the film um i was gonna say something and i thought oh uh, okay maybe it'll come to me
0: it's okay <laughs> no worries i i just i think that, that there is an importance in in play and something like this because it's something we can identify as in having these kinds of relationships in our own life they're not right might not be the exact relationships but like we've all had you know i mean most people as i shouldn't say we all most people have had a relationship where they like thought that you were going to be with them forever but it ended up like you were only in in lust or you only liked them on the surface and then once you actually got to know them there wasn't a connection there and it's like all the okay. stuff were you've been in a relationship where you realize you wanted to be with someone else who's in a relationship and like some people act on it and some people don't. And this is like the action that happens.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that.
0: Yeah, I I just I think that there as we're talking about how there's like this it I think that's kind of why the movie like past lives this year. I haven't seen it yet, but it feels like that's something that we're kind of missing.
1: Yeah, I was gonna bring this up um, yeah. earlier when I was talking about this kind of serendipitous thing that they had uh-huh. going on in the play that's kind of lacking somewhat in the film. It's it's like they had the the past lies union, um uh-huh. <laughs> which I like, there's something romantic about that, which yeah. I, I don't know why they thought that wouldn't translate to film. Um, but it's romantic, but it's also, it's it's tragic because mm-hmm. they all messed up each other's lives. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Sorry, I
0: was drinking some coffee. Um, well, you're fine. Uh, and so, do you have any other kind of play films or plays that have been turned into films, or films that kind of feel yeah. like plays that you like?
1: Um. God. Uh. I, I really love, um, I really love Glengarry, uh, Glenn Ross. Um oh, okay. That's, <laughs> that's, that's I, I just love the dialogue in that one. Um, that one's so great. Um, okay. God, um, I really love all the, the Sorkin films, um, that used to be plays. Um, I really love, you know, uh, like, I don't, I don't know if I love that many plays that were turned into films, uh-huh. but I love a lot of films that kind of mimic that energy. Yes. So I do, I don't think it, was it originally a play, um, My Dinner with Andre? Um, I think it was,
0: I think it was originally a play.
1: Okay, well, I love that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love this. I'm getting a lot of recommendations. Although like Glenn Clary Glenn Ross has been in my to watch list for a very long time. I think it's just, i think it's a little i need i have to like buy it or something i don't think you can um i don't think you can stream it anywhere which is you know a little bit of a struggle oh it used to be
1: on netflix ah see i don't have netflix anymore so smart cookie (laughs) (laughs) i literally just uh did it again for the killer
0: um yes so i was thinking i'm going to re-up it for December because I want to see, I actually just watched The Killer at my parents because they have Netflix. Um, but I also want to see May, December and there's another okay. one. Oh, uh, Fair Play, which is another one that I wanted to see. Oh, I saw that. Ugh. You didn't like it? <laughs> no. That <Okay>. was weird. <laughs> uh, all right, I like this. That, so that
1: definitely uh, had like play vibes to it. I don't know if it was a uh, definite play interesting yes
0: so that, i mean that's
1: one i, I kind of want to see but i'm maybe i should put it more to the bottom of the list no i'd be i'd be um curious to know what you think because i yeah, feel like absolutely there's a world in which that movie could have been good for me but it wasn't mm, was it the <laughs> um actors that you like um no they're fine i do uh-huh. like alden um, yes i thought she did a pretty good accent i knew her from bridgerton oh yes often. uh-huh and it really just kind of focused on them mainly. Yeah. Um, I don't know, it just wasn't working for me. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I understand that. Sometimes it just happens. Like, I'm not, like, I just watched The Killer last night. I, it's not really my thing, I think.
1: Um, Girl, I didn't want to say that on, <laughs> 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 hey, That's okay. not for me. I had some really, terrible criticism about, about that. I'm just going to Yeah, it's
0: it's out. uh <laughs> but it did make me make me want to watch Mank again cuz I feel like when I first saw Mank I was like not really in the right space mm-hmm. to watch it. So, so I kind of want to totally read skip that one. Yeah, it, it's uh yeah so it's from what i remember because it first came out i think it came out like three years ago but it was like a very heavy pandemic movie and like all of that's kind of a fog um but uh th- there are some really good things about it and uh, one of them is the, like amanda seyfried and she's amazing in that movie mm-hmm. are you a big citizen kane fan i am not a huge citizen kane fan but i do i do appreciate it in like the canon right. of
1: of yeah him. yeah i appreciate it i just was like i'm not that interested in knowing yes. more about it so i guess this is a pass for me yeah <laughs> uh,
0: I, hey, I get it we only have so much time on our hands um i am more interested in like orson wells's um like noir stuff like that mm-hmm. kind of stuff is something that just interests me more and he also did uh a auto or I don't know, auto documentary i guess he did it for himself oh i, think, I know you're someone. talking about what is that and, and that is a great
1: piece of, i love that yeah
0: it's a great piece of
1: you know i watched the lady from shanghai recently yeah. when i'm trying to do the November. yeah that one is really like it's good it's great at parts yeah it's really silly <laughs>
0: that's what i've heard that's what i've heard for sure
1: yeah
0: oh so, um, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, end of the year, wrapping up, trying to catch up on stuff. I feel like this, as with every year that happens, it goes by so fast. I'm like, oh, God, I just like need to cram and watch more.
1: <laughs> oh, no, I don't know how you do it. I, I mean, I don't know how I do it, but you have a kid, right? Yes, I do. Oh, my God. You guys I don't know how superhero. I do it either, but I, I <laughs> try and watch as much as I can. Yeah. So, like, what do you mostly stream on then?
0: uh mainly hbo uh i have hulu i feel like i'm a a criterion um and then like tubi and pluto has like weird random stuff which i always like to check
1: out okay yeah actually tubi has like a really good noir section it does i've added like a bunch of them and i've only yes i
0: know Tubi always coming in for the rescue
1: yeah yeah
0: Well, so I mean, closer kind of feels very much in the November noir kind. Like it isn't; it's not a noir, but it just feels like something you should watch in the wintertime.
1: That's interesting. Um, I guess so. So Even the play uh, points out it's like oh, takes place uh, during several different Januaries. So I guess oh, I love
0: that. That's a cool (laughs) detail.
1: Yeah. Because it does, it does
0: jump around all over the place in that in the movie, which I I love. I love that it it jumps through time. I I am a big fan of that. I feel like like when people were talking about Little Women, the Greta Gerwig Little Women, and they're like, I don't understand why it's jumping through time. I was like, I, I don't understand
1: what's so confusing about it. Isn't it do that in the book? What are they talking about? <laughs> i don't know yeah
0: i i'm not i it, i just feel like there was like a lot of criticisms about it jumping through time and i was like i don't know i feel like it's not confusing at all to me
1: maybe they were confused because they didn't do a good job at um aging up the actors because in the yeah, that's, that's the only life, thing yeah they had just completely different actors for the kids and they yes like,
0: yeah yeah
1: Little Women, another another cold weather movie to watch.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's very autumny. Like I don't know why. Yes, I just thought it. And I just think of uh, the scenes where they're outside, and it's very yes. autumn <laughs> I
0: mean, people say it's a Christmas movie because they do have Christmas scene in it, but it definitely feels more autumn to me. Like mm-hmm. definitely have to watch it it's November again, mm-hmm. or I guess it's almost December. I can't believe it.
1: I know it's so
0: weird. <laughs> oh well do you have any like f- final thoughts on closer or anything
1: um god let me look at my notes real quick. of course
0: check in i know there's like there's so much in this movie
1: i always like write notes for like to say during podcasts, and then i just never use it and i feel like that's the way to go <laughs> like, <laughs> i just need to like Get out, like all my anxiety, and just like just talk, and it, it just yeah, your, absolutely your that way. Um, blah. blah, blah. Mm, nope. Um, I just think this is a great film, and uh, I think. I wish people didn't see it as like a cool edgy film for like teenagers, (laughs) I'm sure it can be, but I think it's a great adult film as well. And I just think it's fun. Like we don't have fun in films anymore. Like it always sounds like, oh, it has to be realistic. What are you guys talking about? (laughs) Have you ever watched a Technicolor film? Like, no, it doesn't have to be realistic. It has to be fun. the color. I'm down for that. I was going to
0: ask one thing and I totally forgot. Um, so he says he's very influenced by David Mamet. Are
1: you a David Mamet fan? I've only seen Gary Glen Ross, but I really okay. want to be more. Um, I guess I'll say this now. I'm actually starting a podcast with my friend where we awesome. cover books and um, their adaptations. Uh-huh. So hopefully I'll get to read more plays turned into films. <laughs> I love that. That's
0: awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, very cool. Um, do you want to let people know where they can find you and stuff?
1: Um. Yeah, we're on Twitter. Um. And uh, I think I'm sorry. No, I it's to okay. to account a lot. Um. And our handle is at Read It Peep because our podcast is called Read It and Peep. Um, I love it. That. That's name. <laughs> and then I like, told her about it. I was like, do you think this sounds good? Or do you think it sounds dorky? She was like, no, it sounds cute. I like it. Um, <laughs> I like that rhythmic sound. <laughs> and then you can find me as well on Twitter. I'm at Jamila Brownie, like the brownie that you eat. Um, <laughs> I'm more active there, but I know I should be active on that one too. Um, and yeah, that's it. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so
0: much for coming on and
1: discussing this movie and play
0: with me. Um, I'm very happy I got to discuss a play to uh, play to film adaptation. I'm also doing a musical to film adaptation, so I'm trying to cover all the bases. Oh, um, that is awesome. Yes. <laughs> um, well, thank you again for coming on thank you yeah and uh, you can find School by cinema at all the places and have a good day